sharing wisdom and speaking truth, this is the IPHC Leadership Cast. Hello and welcome to this episode of the IPHC Leadership Cast. I'm Garrett Magby and today I'm sitting here with Terry Fowler, who is actually the Chief of Staff and the Assistant to the Presiding uh, Bishop. And so, uh, Terry Fowler, it's a pleasure to have you on the show today. It's my pleasure to be here, Garrett. Well, I, I want to start out by, uh, by uh, saying that recently you actually delivered a message at one of our IPHC chapels here at the GMC building, and uh, it was, a, it was a, a great and very interesting message that you delivered. I think that um, uh, it's got a lot of, of substance that goes along with uh, especially what we're focusing on this year, being our year of, of focusing on holiness and that sort of thing. Um, so anyway, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about that, and uh, and then of course the the issue of holiness in general. Um, but uh, specifically in your message, you talked about the uh, treasure in earthen vessels. How we're the treasure? We've got a treasure as uh, as as people, as Christians. Um, tell me more about what this means and where it comes from. Well. These words are taken from 2 Corinthians chapter 4, specifically verse 7, but I zeroed in on verses uh, 7 through 10. And Paul's writing to the Corinthians, and uh, and in that uh, passage of Scripture, actually in the preceding verses, he talks about the mercy of God that we have received and that we are not to lose heart in difficult times. Everybody has difficult times in life, even Christians, but Christians have an opportunity to let their light shine during those difficult times. And that's really where the message has its origin and, uh, and it was the major focus of the day. Gotcha. Wonderful, wonderful. And, and uh, while, we're, while we're striving to let our light shine as, as, uh, as vessels to show Christ to other people, um, what is that, you know, that process is kind of a, a learning process, especially for new Christians, because they, that concept of, you know, I've got this, this new light within me, I've got this new presence within me now. Uh, how does that relate in today's, you know, society, if we're, if we're talking about uh, somebody who's just now come to the faith, how, how do they grasp that in a way that will help them understand what that looks like on a day-to-day? Well, in verse 3 of Second Corinthians 4, Paul made the statement that if our gospel is hid, it is hid from those who are perishing. And uh, he actually references in, in verse 6 of that same chapter how that light was manifested in the creation and that the same light that was manifested in the creation has shone in our hearts. So from that passage of Scripture, we conclude that, that Jesus is the light that is in our heart. He's the light that has shined in our hearts. In fact, in uh, John 8 and 12, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. And then in Matthew uh, 5 and 14 in the Sermon on the Mount, he said, you are the light of the world. Now, we know that Jesus is the light, but he's the light in us. And then in Matthew 5, 16, he says, let your light so shine that others can see your good works, see your good deeds. So um, the light that is in us is an eternal light. Right. And that's what is significant because our body, our natural body, is not eternal. Right. It were, that's reason referred to as earthen vessels or a clay pot. And, but we have had a light to shine in these clay pots. And he teaches us in verse 3 that this light is to be visible. 
But if it's living within us, it has to be manifested, and we control to some degree whether that light's manifested or it's hid. Right, right. And that's that goes back to the importance of of not being ashamed of the gospel, not being ashamed of Jesus Absolutely. or who we are. Because uh, he, and and I don't have the scripture reference right off the top of my head, you might be able to help me with this, but he basically says, you know, uh, those who those who profess me, I, I know who they are, but but those who, who don't, I, I don't, I won't know you. Uh, well, he says if, 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 what he actually said, if, if, if you deny me, I'll deny you. Right, 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 right. But, uh, but uh, the light is a treasure, and it's to, it's to shine in a dark world. The world that we live in is filled with darkness. Yes. And when he said, you are the light of the world, he was telling us, you have an opportunity and you have an obligation because of the mercy that you've received from me to let your light shine so that others can see their way out of darkness. And they're, and they're seeing Jesus through those, the, that light. So Absolutely. We're, we're the representation. We're his, kind of his spokespeople uh, here on earth. I love that. I love that. Now, um, during, your, uh, during your message, you also mentioned that uh, Satan's mission is to blind the unbeliever, uh, which we, we just talked about a little bit. Uh, but what types of ways could he do this to people? What types of ways right now? I mean, you know, we hear a lot about kind of the obvious ones, but what does that look like on a day-to-day for people? Well, Paul said that, uh, that Satan's mission, that, he, that his purpose is to blind the unbeliever, to keep them from seeing the light. We see this illustrated in, in John chapter 8 in the, where Jesus declared that he was the light of the world. In the preceding verses, or in that same chapter, he mentions or uh, gives the illustration of the woman that was caught in the act of adultery. The Pharisee says, the law says that she used to be stoned. What do you say? And, of course, he stooped down uh, and uh, wrote something in the ground. And by the time this uh, scene was over, the woman alone yeah. was uh, left. And Jesus said, woman, where are your accusers? And she said, I have none. He says, neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. But what he was doing, he was exposing light to her darkness. Yeah. And the light, not, I mean, she was caught in darkness, but he gave her a hope. Satan wanted to destroy that woman. Jesus wanted to give her life. Right, right. And so there's, uh, and Paul specifically mentions four different areas to answer your question. He said, we have this treasure in earthen vessels so that the excellency of the power of God can be manifested. And that is from God, not from ourselves. He says, we are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken cast down but not destroyed. He mentions four specific areas and the first one he mentions is that we're troubled on every side. And in this world we do live uh, with a lot of trouble. And in and, and Acts chapter 27 when uh, Paul was caught in that great storm, Eurocladon, yes. everywhere he looked it looked like death. Yeah, I mean, uh, they had not eaten for 14 days. They cast a tackle off the ship trying to save, doing everything they could to save themselves, but they could not. But and, and Luke actually says all hope that we should be saved was lost. Everybody had given up except Paul. And he stood up in the midst, the midst of that storm, and he says, Sirs, there stood by me this night an angel of the Lord, whose I am and whom I serve, and no life will be taken. And, of course, the rest of the story is that the ship was destroyed, but Paul and 276 people safely arrived on, on the island, and their lives were spared. 
So there was trouble everywhere he looked. But he said he was not despair. It was not to be to despair. He right. did. He everybody gave up hope to him. But see, he let the light shine. And as yes. long as the light's shining, we don't have to despair when darkness seems to be on every side. Our trouble seems to be on every side. The second thing that he covered, he says, perplexed, but not forsaken. And of course, in the same book, the book of Acts, there's another great example there of. Uh, how even a Christian can be perplexed, but they know they're not forsaken. Right. Because uh, Paul desired to go into Asia, and the Holy Spirit said no. Uh, and he kept moving about, and, he, and uh, the Holy Spirit said he couldn't go into Bithynia. And, but finally, he meets a man in a vision at Troas, and he goes to Philippi. Actually, changes his whole geographical area from Asia to Europe. And I think that's interesting, is that he didn't really know what to do, but he knew he was not forsaken. God met him in his state of perplexity. And um, we see he goes on to Philippi in the will of God. He arrives at Philippi, and it's not long before we find him in jail. And at midnight, he and Paul, Paul, uh, Silas are singing praises to God. But they may not understand their situation, but God manifested himself in that prison, and as a result... They let their light shine. And not only did an earthquake take place, but a salvation took place in the life of the Philippian jailer. Yeah. And then in the, uh, the third section he mentions, or the third point that he makes, is he says we're persecuted, but not forsaken. And there's, uh, he gives some really good information uh, about persecution. And uh, uh, in Second Corinthians chapter 4, verses 14, through 10, and really the scripture says it best, so I'll just uh, read it. It says, But in all things we commend ourselves as servants of God, in much patience, in afflictions, in necessities, in distress, in stripes, imprisonments, in turmoils, in labors, in sleeplessness, in hunger. But he says, By purity, by knowledge, by patience, by kindness, by the Holy Spirit, the genuine love, by the word of truth, by the power of God, by the armor of righteousness on his right hand and on his left, by honor and dishonor, by evil report and good report, as deceivers and yet true, as unknown and yet well known, as dying and look, we live, as punished but not killed, as sorrowful yet always rejoicing, as poor yet making many rich, and as having nothing yet possessing all things. It almost sounds like a contrast or a paradox <laughs> But he says, no matter what situation in life you face, that it's an opportunity to let your light shine. Absolutely. That the mercy of God that we've received by the power of the Holy Spirit, no matter what your circumstance, situation is, he says that you can let your light shine. And uh, last but not least, he says, we can even be cast down. Yeah. But he says, even when we're cast down, we're not destroyed. And another classic example is given in Acts 14 when Paul was stoned at Lystra and actually drug outside of the city and left for dead. But a group of people gathered around Paul and they prayed for him and he got back up and the Bible says he actually went back into the city. Wow. He was cast down, but he was not destroyed. And the thing that's interesting there, he did end up leaving the city a day or so later, but on a return trip, he came back to that same city where he had been stoned to death. Just once again, 
continue preaching the gospel and let his light shine. And he concludes that passage, or I concluded my message with in verse 10, when he said that uh, we are never to forget that we are carrying around in our body a treasure, a treasure that cannot be extinguished unless we try to hide it. So our opportunity in life and our goal in life is to do what Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount, to let our light shine. And by letting our light shine, we are able to influence others and to bring them into the gospel, into the kingdom of God. That's excellent. You know, that, that reminds me of uh, so much the, um, basically the assurance and the peace that's brought when, when, when you fully, when a person fully gives their self over to a, a complete faith and trust in the Lord and they, they let His light shine through them, but they also know in all of those times that you mentioned, in all of these different situations, after being stoned, you know, almost to death, you know what? Whatever the Lord's will is, let it be done. And and it 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 is an overcoming power that 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 Christ gives to people to to be able to overcome these situations if if they can just grasp the whole concept of trust in Him. Well, the bottom line is the Scripture teaches us that greater is He that's in us, yes, than He that's in the world. Yeah. He also says that darkness cannot comprehend light. Right. So we know we're gonna win. And if we know we're going to win, then that makes it easier, even in difficult times, when there's trouble, when there's uh, despair, when there's persecution, no matter what the situation is, we know that we're going to come out on top if we let the light shine. Yeah. That doesn't mean we won't suffer, but it does mean that we're going to win. That's right. That's right. Well, Terry, I tell you what, that is that is wonderful, and I, I appreciate you sharing that, uh, that sermon with all the listeners because it was... Um, you know, it's touching on on such an important topic, and so, something that uh, that we need to constantly be reminded of, and, and also focus in on, and understand about um, about our whole ministry here on earth, what God has called us to do for the kingdom, and uh, and basically to just kind of re-energize, you know, and 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 re-understand, you know, that that confidence that He uh, gives to us, the light that we have to share with others. Especially in these times when so much is going around or going on around us, you know that's that's negative or dark or that sort of thing. We need to be uh, the Paul that stands up on the boat in the middle of a storm and says, "Wait, you know, have peace. The Lord, the Lord will will protect us." You know. So, thank you so much for sharing that. Do you have any final thoughts to leave with our I'll listeners? Just, I'll just say this: um, the thing that, that that really stands out every time, you know, I made the statement that Satan is on a mission to to blind unbelievers. Yes. And every time we let our light shine and somebody is brought into the kingdom of God, we have sabotaged his mission. And that means I have a, a personal opportunity, and everybody does, really. Every yeah. believer has a, a personal opportunity to sabotage a mission of Satan. And that gives me great joy. It does, yes, I agree with you <laughs> 100%. Well, thank you so much. And, uh, and hopefully we'll have you back on the program soon. Thank you much. Thank you for listening to this edition of the IPHC Leadership Cast. For more information on the Leadership Cast and other church-related resources, please visit www.iphc.org.